Industries for the Blind presents Blind Living Radio, where you'll hear interesting topics, fun stories, and important news about our blind and visually impaired community. It's time now for Blind Living Radio. listening to Blind Living Radio coming to you from beautiful southeastern Wisconsin. My name is Danielle Crapo. I am one half of this hosting duo. Joining me in the studio is my co-host Harley Thomas. Hi Harley. Hello Danielle. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I cannot complain. It's beautiful outside. I'm Finally. in the studio with you. Right? Life talking is good. a little Blind Living Radio. Life is good. So today... On today's what do you show, want to talk about today, I want to you? talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart, which you have heard so much about, is uh, Braille and Braille literacy and Braille. kind of, you know, what it is and why it's so important. Is that kind of like dot, dot, dash? No, that is, that is Morse code. But it is, it is dots. You had half of it, right? So the dots, it's a system of reading consisting of six raised dots. It was created in 1824 by Louis Braille, who was a uh, young Frenchman. Frenchman? Frenchman, sure. Frenchman. Yeah, he's a Frenchman. He likes dots. He does. (laughs) Why did he he develop this thing with dots? Well, he actually went blind when he was young, when he was a kid. So he was about 12 when he started playing with night writing, which was a military code that the French army used. And he kind of adapted it to fit more of what he was trying to do, which was read and learn and get educated, despite him being blind. So he created this system. Uh, We actually, a fun fact about Braille is he only created 25 of the 26 letters. Which one did he forget? Well, he didn't forget one. Can you guess which one, though? He omitted a letter? He did. Well, there's a reason for it, but just take a stab at it. Take a stab in the dark. (laughs) Was it the letter I? It was not. It was actually the letter W because in the French language, they don't use the letter W. Oh, very interesting. You know what? I don't remember reading that. Didn't you do a blog on this topic sometime back, Danielle? We did. That blog about Braille literacy and all of the blogs that we've written are actually on IBMILW.com. That is a corporate site for Industries for the Blind. Under the We Are IB blog area. That's right. And so you can read a little bit about Braille literacy and kind of how uh, Industries for the Blind and some of us that work here are taking steps to make sure that Braille stays alive and well. What a great sponsor Industries for the Blind is for Blind Living Radio. They I want to really give a shout out to Industries for the Blind and thank them for supporting us. Yeah, we definitely appreciate all the support that they give us uh, for Blind Living Radio as well as for other initiatives in the Milwaukee community. And actually, you know, I bet a lot of our store employees across the country use Braille too. What do you think? I think they probably do. Braille's kind of an odd Language. I know I see Braille all around the building, and I see it at the walk-up ATM machine or the drive-up ATM machine. It's everywhere. everywhere. And we'll talk about the drive-up ATM in just a little bit. We will. Because you've given me an answer why there's Braille on that. Right. Um, But a lot of the the interest of Braille and, and reading Braille is the thing that a lot of people don't understand is that Braille is actually a blind person's form of reading. And one thing that I personally am very passionate about is keeping Braille literacy in the schools for blind and visually impaired kids. Because did you know, Harley, that of the blind people in the United States now, so there are 58,000 or around 58,000 school-age kids, only 5,000 of them are being taught 
Braille. That's less than 10%, Danielle. Yeah, yeah, it's less than 10%. And, that's and shocking. I should clarify that's 58,000 blind or visually impaired kids, not kids in general. <laughs> right. But only 5,000 are being taught Braille, which, you know, that that is yeah, detrimental. Yeah, they're e-books now, right? Can't I just listen to it on YouTube and on an e-book? Does that make me literate, though? Well, okay. Okay, do something with me. And if our listeners at home want to follow along and play along, too. So, Harley, shut your eyes and say the word Chicago like you've never seen it spelled. Okay? Like I've never seen it spelled. Yeah, just pretend like you've never seen the word in print and just say it. Because, Harley... Chicago. <laughs> Is that what you wanted from me? No. Little Chicago. No. Well, okay, for our listeners, Harley is uh, is sighted. Yes, I'm sighted. And I, I have been blind since birth. Um, so, no, just say it in your head and spell it phonetically. Like, how would you so spell it if you chose? Sure. Okay, but no, it's more of an S-H, right? That's true. So if I were to listen to the word Chicago, to me, it would sound like it was spelled S-H-I-K-O-G-O. That's true. And so when a, a person that can't see the letters doesn't learn uh, and i'm talking mainly school-age kids um, maybe those that have gone blind later in life have have seen print before so they know how to read but kids that grow up blind or visually impaired that are not taught braille and they're just giving audio given audio uh, books and homework and things like that they are not receiving phonetic foundation so they don't know how to read or write essentially that's making them illiterate so how does Braille help someone be literate, Danielle? Well, Braille is just, it's, now, a lot of people think, now, Harley, do you think that Braille is a language or a code? Like, which would you automatically mm, see? I think it's a language, but I think I'm probably more educated than some folks about Braille from working with you so long. Yeah, because Braille is actually a code. It's a code. You've led me astray all these years, Danielle. <laughs> yeah, I can't Braille believe is a code. it. You duped me. I did. You pulled the wool over my eyes. The good one. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh boy. People so, don't know that joke, Danielle. We are blind living radio, but Danielle actually has very bad eyesight out of one eye and the other eye. It's acrylic. Is acrylic. Yes. You know what, Danielle? Now's a good time for a quick break. Yeah, let's hear a word from our sponsor, Industries for the Blind from Blind Living Radio. We'll be right back. We'll be right back after a word from Industries for the Blind, Milwaukee, the official sponsor of Blind Living Radio. Blind Living Radio is supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, creating employment opportunities for the blind and visually impaired from coast to coast. Welcome back to Blind Living Radio. Supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Learn more at IBMILW.com. Welcome back to Blind Living Radio. My name is Danielle Crapo, and my co-host Harley Thomas is in the studio with me today. Hey, Harley. Hello, Danielle. You know that last promo coming out from Industries for the Blind with the dot com in it? Mm -hmm. You have taught me that the Braille dot in .com is different than a period. It is, and that's because uh, the Braille code has evolved uh, to better accommodate technology and the more people are using technology in the Internet. So the dot in the .com... So technology is getting better, yet we're resorting to this code of 
raised letters. Right, because that being able to feel the words and sentences and and read with your hands is literacy. Where listening to something is not literacy. It it holds your listening st- skills great, but you're not as you don't know how to read. So it's important to keep Braille in our schools, and it is more cost effective to put an iPad or you know an Android tablet or something in a kid's hands. But what what is that? That's doing them a disservice. Is is how I feel about it. You know, this reminds me of a story. Not everybody that that you and I work with read Braille. Right. There's a percentage of people that do. And I do remember a story of a. We're at a show. Someone got in the elevator, and they were left in a blind person was left <laughs> in an elevator. You laugh. I don't think he was laughing. No, but. See if, if or she he, was laughing. If she, if she would have known Braille, she wouldn't have gotten stuck in the elevator. Correct. So she didn't even know the numbering system in Braille. Is that correct? Right. So she didn't know what button to push where, so she just kind of had to guess. Yep, she had to take a ride on the elevator for a little while. Which is which is scary because that would seem like a pretty simple Braille that you would teach all school-age children. Exactly. And, you know, it, it's not just setting them up for success in school. Did you know, Harley, that only 10% of blind people today are Braille literate, okay? But of that 10%, 90% are employed. So you see how it affects all the way through to your So the, the employment of the people that know Braille is considerably higher. Yes, considerably higher than those who don't know Braille. What about the folks that that lose their sight later in life? Their their Braille literacy rate has to be extremely small. You know, it is. It's pretty small because a lot of times they just resort to using their ears more and more where, okay, you know, maybe I can't read that anymore, but I'll listen to it. I'll get a book on tape. I'll get an e-book. I'll get an audio, you know, audio device. So the percentage of them that don't know Braille is even smaller. But there there are ways for them to still learn Braille. The education doesn't stop when you're young. We have a great resource here in Milwaukee, uh, the Vision Forward Association, where they offer rehabilitation and they offer classes for adults such as Braille. So that's a, a good thing to know about. Do I hear dog jingles in the background, you Danielle? You do. Vala wants to say hello. Oh, the guide dog is heard from. She doesn't read Braille, though. She does not. She uh, she does not read for me. She, she just, reads dog treats. She does. Is what I think she reads. Speaking of um, kind of a lighter lighter topic, lighter side of things, did you know that Braille is actually becoming pretty fashionable? How is it becoming fashionable, Danielle? There's several websites now dedicated to Braille jewelry, Braille T-shirts, things like that that make it a little bit more normal, a little bit more mainstream. Um, I actually have a Braille tattoo. That you cannot feel. You can't feel it. You can feel. I think probably the most challenging gift you've ever given me, Danielle, is a Braille calendar. Yep. It's a white sheet with a bunch of bumps on it. And you're like, guess which month this is? <laughs> I think you messed the months up on me on purpose <laughs> just to play with me a little bit, didn't you? I do what I can. You do what you can, thus trying to get me to be a little bit more Braille literate also as a sighted person. You know what, though? I, I will have to say you teach me a lot, too, just in our day-to-day conversations um, because I do appreciate that you are so um, – you want things to work for me as best they can. You adapt them for me. And one thing that you have encouraged me to do is to actually take Braille notes when we're in our uh, our meetings. When I have projects from you or things that need to be written down, I use a Slayton stylus, which is one form of writing Braille, and you definitely encourage me. Where's your notebook? Where's your notebook? Do I sound like that? Where's your notebook? Where's your notebook? 
Because, Danielle, when we have a meeting, we might talk about, I don't know, 20 different things, and then you get back to your desk and you're like, what was the fourth thing we talked about? Right. I know the first three and the last three, but the stuff in the middle, it's a little foggy. Yeah, and so it's important that I have that skill you know, for well, for anyone to be able to take their own notes is a very important thing, and it, it fosters independence. And you know, that way, I don't have to call you and say, "What was that thing?" Because you might, right. you know, when we have our meetings, we talk about so many things you might not remember either. Oh, you know? I don't. <laughs> and if you don't recap it for me, I'm really stuck. Yeah. So, so Dan, I, oh, go ahead, Danielle. I'm just gonna say Braille is everywhere. Braille is everywhere. Braille is a really cool thing. I learned a few things. I hope our listening audience learned a few things. Yeah, and to uh, read the blog about Braille that we've written and uh, to read a couple blogs about our, uh, the events that we've covered surrounding Braille, you can always go to blindlivingradio.com or ibmilw.com. And don't forget to support our sponsor, Industries for the Blind. You can buy their products at blind-made.com. Well, Harley, I hope you have a great, great rest of your day. I know I thank you for being here with me and thank our listeners. What time is it? What does the Braille Watch say? Does it say it's time to wrap it up? It does. It says time to go home. Time to go home. (laughs) Are you blind or visually impaired? Are you seeking a job? Well, Industries for the Blind is dedicated to hiring people just like you. Just go to IBMILW.com slash careers and find out how you can become part of our wonderful team of blind and visually impaired professionals. That's IBMILW.com slash careers. Thanks for listening to and supporting Blind Living Radio. You can support Industries for the Blind by ordering any of our products from blind-made.com. That's blind-made.com.